Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening, we have Matthew on the internet night. Hello. James looking at his iPad cross. Hi. And Joe, oh my God, why is he still here, Branton? <laughs> Hola. <laughs> um, how's it going, fellas? Very good, thank you. First, first full team for a few weeks. Yeah, did you record one last week? Yeah. What every, do you mean did we week. record one last every week? week? Surely you enjoyed no, it. It was just me and Mark no, I, talking about I, I FIFA for an hour no. and a half. Yeah, I wasn't there. Joe wasn't there. I was yeah. like, I don't know if this will help my interest. What we did didn't we care. Do? Me and Matt were off doing our other podcast that we do together. <laughs> Guitar chuds. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what did we talk about last week? I can't, literally can't remember. Um, we talked about... I can't Football? remember... We um, probably talked about football. No, we talked about Earthworm Jim for a bit. Oh yeah, we did. We oh, talked about Earthworm Jim quite a lot. We talked about video games for a while. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, right. Glad to hear you keeping the content on point. I yeah. can't remember what else we talked about. I think it was mainly Earthworm Jim oh, for we, the Mega Drive. We laughed at Branton because he couldn't make it because he was at a family meal. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a great meal. Great meal. Great meal. It wasn't my family. It was my girlfriend's family. Yeah. Well, you know, who? Where's your loyalty lie? I'm sorry. Um, what's everyone been up to? Matt Knight, what have you been doing this week? Um, I have been finishing building my pedal board. Um, and I also paid, Yeah, I also paid the balance on the um, Montreal Assembly count to five. Oh, did you get uh, one? No, it, I, I got an email through to say they've been built. So did you want to pay for the rest of it? And I was like, yes, I do. So I think it's being shipped this week. So, What, what is um, the Montreal Assembly count to five? It was that pedal we talked about a couple of months ago that's like that really... Actually, it was probably quite a while ago now. It's um, like a, a looper, but you can overdub, but then each overdub can be a different speed and direction from like the original loop, so you can get some like kind of weird, glitchy things on the go with it. Can't they be um, like different lengths as well? Yeah, they can be like different lengths and speed and direction and yeah. It's, What's, it's do, you know what the, do you know what the total time, total recording time is? Eight seconds, I think. Oh, is that it? It's, it's yeah. a delay pedal, basically. It's like a... Just thinking, yeah. so does that mean we can't recreate Music for Airports in its entirety? No, but you could do that with the Infinity Loop. I suppose Because that's what you... I feel like maybe we should do that one day. If we've both got a day off together, maybe we should just hang out and just, just like, do that. Yeah, well, I was thinking about coming down to, uh, to Brighton again for another live 
not over the internet podcast. Uh, Maybe that'd be good. A bit of a loop session. Bit of a loop session. Create some noise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got a fair array of loopers, Jay. I think it'd be... Uh... Can you bring your space echo and can we run your space echo into my space echo into my uh, copycat? Just get yes. one really long piece of tape. And, and, I'll, run. and I'll bring the space drum. And we'll just record that. <laughs> Done. Boo! 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 That's a great Oh, impression. we could have a space drum and a random tone generator, one running into each of the echoes. Yes. In stereo. And those little robot fellas that you've got that make noise. Yeah. 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 All of that. Maybe that's the next Guitar Nerds video. Maybe. What's the weirdest sound we can make with the delay pedal or various delays? Yeah. I'm into it. And um, I also got my old 90s Electro Harmonics microsynth working, and it does sound a lot better than the reissues. Okay. The issues still sound good, but this one does sound much, much better. Is it 24 volts? Yeah, 24 volts center pin negative. That's so that's, to run that's it off standard. An adapter, I had to. No, it'll be uh, center no, pin positive then. No, uh, yeah, center pin positive because yeah. they um, the new ones run on nine volts. Yeah. So I had to search I mean, around that, for that, an adapter. That's probably the reason for. That's probably one of the reasons why it sounds better. It's because there's more headroom. Yeah. But that's why the really old ones, the hardwired ones, sound awesome, like the old 70s ones. What are they? Are they What, are they just straight to the mains? Yeah, yeah, they're just... Yeah, they're oh, like really? hardwired, yeah. Right, wow, awesome. Now, Matt, judging from your uh, internet activities, you've also been looking at a rather special bit of guitar gear this week. Um, tell us about the Boss Backpack. Oh, the best bit of merchandise ever created... The backpack in the shape of a boss pedal. <laughs> I think you are absolutely bananas for two reasons. The first reason is for even contemplating walking around with that on your back. The second, what? the second being, if this is something you want, why are you telling everybody that it's on eBay? Like, it's because I, I will never, I will never pay that much money for it. How much, How much is it? I wouldn't ever use it. I just, I love um, like old boss merchandise because I've got like a boss watch. I've got the bucket. I've got loads of other random Have you got bits, a mouse? You've got a mouse, like, don't you? No. Oh, I've got a mouse. Yeah, I've got a there's a couple. I've got, the, um, got that I've, well. got the, I've got the super secret, um, I say secret. I've got, um, there's a flash drive yeah. on, on that listing, which is a metal zone. I've got, I'll be like, oh, imagine if I could like, you can't plug them in, but you know, put them next to each other. <laughs> plug them all the in. What the simultaneous t- USB drives? Well, you want to plug your, <laughs> you want to plug your boss metal zone uh, USB drive next to your <laughs> boss Terror Echo. Can't um, do that. In- They're too fat. You can't put them next into yeah, the you USB can't put them next to each other. The ridiculous thing about that backpack is, is um, I remember when I first started playing guitar, not after long, that Boss had like a book about everything to do with Boss pedals. And there was a backpack in that, and I was like, oh, man, that would be amazing to actually see one. It's the first one I've seen in probably 10 years. Why did so, you not buy it? I just, I just, I don't know, I just really like it. How much? You know, I've always said I want the boss bed covers. No, you, know. you should, just buy one. Just buy it, man. Like, there's a, load of, uh, there's a load of other stuff. Just buy it and sell the rest of the stuff. 150 quid. Yeah, I mean, but that, I is mean, a, that is a lot of money. Yeah, but like he's yeah, definitely got of, he's definitely got pedals that cost more than that yeah, he doesn't yeah. use. Think of all the things you can carry around in it. Pedals. Store your pedals in it. <laughs> Amy would be well grateful if you like if instead of like having loads of pedals all over the place, they're just all in this one bag that she can put in the back of the cupboard. <laughs> this yeah, neat, that, trustworthy hundred and fifty pound bag. Yeah. It it took me long enough to get a boss watch. <clears throat> 
Like, Which oh. one did you get in the end? Did you get the SYB5? No, I've got the G7. Okay. So there is they, st- there's more stuff still to get. Oh, there's more watches. And I think there's a belt buckle. Um, See, I that don't know. is there's, cool. But there's that. also that, that weird comic book, like Japanese comic book, all about boss pedals. Like, it's like you're never going to see that again. I've never seen one of those. Maybe. I've never even seen a picture of that. Yeah. No. Um, Maybe. We'll you've also see. got something to plug while we're talking about what you've been doing this week. You're doing some like ridiculous run or something, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So I'm running uh, a half marathon around London uh, for Why? charity. And actually, a, oh. a couple of. How uh, much? How far? Half. Oh, just half, the, just half this time. Just half the distance. Just half. Just half. half this one. It's part of my training for the London Marathon next year, hopefully. Um, actually, a couple of podcast guys have already donated. So thanks to Phil and Moog, they actually donated. So good old boys. Yeah. I'll point out that none of us have donated. No. I donated last yeah. time. Did you donate when he did the marathon? No. Oh, I definitely didn't. I'll give you half as much this time as I did when you did the marathon. How much did you give me last time? 100 quid, wouldn't it? So 50 quid, that'd be great. I wasn't sure he'd make it round, and in the same way that you wouldn't bet on a losing horse, you know, he's not going to come first, so why would I bet money on him? You're not betting money on him, you're sponsoring him. I thought that was the point. What charity is this for? Uh, Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. Oh, okay, that's, I, I'm, oh, that's a solid charity. That's a very good charity. I'll, I'm, I'll give you at least... I'll tell you what, can I sit... Can I, like gradient the amount of money that I'll give you like if you do it in uh, X amount of time mm. I'll give you this much if you do it in X amount of time I'll give you this much I'll give you a pound for what every hour it? what about if I buy the boss backpack fill it full of rocks and then try and run it I'll definitely give you at least as much <laughs> as I gave you for doing the marathon I think it was 20 quid okay there we go we'll, we'll talk all for a good cause uh, Matt where can people find out details it's on the Facebook group isn't it it is on the Facebook group, yeah. Um, and if you um, go to justgiving.com, uh, MK run for Battersea, I can't remember the exact oh, thing. That's, that's not very catchy, is it? Matt underscore Nightsea. Because you, you can't, um, it's like, you've got to like link it to Battersea in some way, shape okay. or form. So, yeah, it's unfortunately not particularly catchy. Um, Matt underscore but I will link it again there. Dogs and cats. You could have gone with Cat Nightsea. Cat Nightsea. Oh, I will change it to Cat Nightsy. So look out for Cat Nightsy. That that'll be it. <laughs> Very good, Jay Cross. What have you been up to since we last saw you? Um, I have um, I've had a couple of band practices. I've got a, I've got a, my first gig with my new band coming up uh, next week. What are you playing in your new band? Playing bass. Don't talk too much about this because I've saved something for the Patreon content this week. Have you? Uh, well, I, I thought we could far. talk about that a bit more. I haven't got that far into So, the um, okay. yeah, safe to say that you've been having some band practices. I have, yeah, I've been having some band practices. It's sounding, it's sounding quite good. I'm quite excited about it. Good stuff. Anything else? Played any interesting gear? Anything new, nice? Um... What did I play? I play. I tell you what. I've how been, is? Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. No, go on. I was going to ask you how the uh, boss bass driver is that you're using. It's good. So um, I, I'm not sure if this impedes on what you were going to say. Uh, no, because no, no. Talk about your uh, talk, talk about the so bass driver. I got I got a bass driver um, and a sans amp, and I haven't really used either of them at the moment. Good. Sim- simply. Be- <laughs> Simply because, <laughs> simply because um, the place that we've been practicing is um, we've been practicing in like the cheapest recording studio in town, and uh, the bass amp sounded really, really terrible 
if there was anything more than a bass plugged into it. You've got a harmonic percolator as well on I that, do, on yes. That yeah. So what I'm going to do eventually is I'm, I am going to be running, once I, I get a chance to, I want to get one of the new Orange amps, but I can't afford to get it at the moment. One um, of the... The OB1s. The OB1s. <clears throat> so I'm going to get one of those, and then once I've got that, I'll be able to run the sound amp and the bass driver and the harmonic percolator into it. And I'm also going to be using the Space Echo, obviously. Uh, the RE20 ridiculous and the Fender Phaser I'm not, sure what, I'm not sure what I'm doing with either of those yet but I'll probably it just doesn't matter just on full yeah, just <laughs> um, but yeah so um, my initial thoughts on the bass driver are I still don't like it as much as the sound amp really um, but I like it enough uh, to definitely warrant having both I think you cool. need both they're really Fair different enough. they're really really different yeah I suppose it depends what you how you're using them well you could use them as like almost like two different drive pedals like yeah. use, the sound sound is definitely more like grungy well I'm using I think it's fizzier yeah yeah it is it's like it's physiological definitely it's a physio Physi- you just phys- put it on your calf and it physiologically makes it a bit better um, I am using the bass driver as like the preliminary gain stage right. and then the no sorry the the uh, sounds amp is a preliminary gain stage. So on all the time. That is yeah. also called a bass driver. Yes, it is. And then I'm also and then I'm using the bass driver as the secondary gain stage, which is also on all the time. Right. Um, Stacking them up. Yeah, just you know, making it sound really good. So that's that's what I've been doing. Uh, have I done anything else? Um, I played. I had I had a, a very brief moment with uh, the Earthquaker Talons today. Okay, I don't know what that is. Really excited to see those about yeah <laughs> you're about to do a plug <laughs> that's um, amazing that's not where I was then <laughs> they, no, no one will appreciate that listening to this but the start of that sentence t- your face was like really excited and then oh I'm, this is a different podcast um, very good so I, I I played on that it sounded really good I really liked that it was called the talons because it enabled me to make the joke oh it's like talent <laughs> It's just a talent control. <laughs> Very good. Uh, oh. it, nobody found it funny, except me. Um, <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Uh, good. It sounded good. Sounded uh, good. What, is, are... what is the talent? What is it? A drive pedal? Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. I don't, I is don't, it a drive pedal? I don't know <laughs> if it's drive or distortion. I can't remember. But it sounded, right. it sounded very good. Um, those Earthquake pedals, I haven't really spent much time with them, but they're really good. I, as yet, have not tried one at yeah. all. I've heard them on videos and stuff, but I've not actually tried one in the flesh. I still think the Rainbow Machine is one of the most interesting pedals I've ever heard. It just kind of makes it go... Yeah, that sort of thing. But they're great, and they do other things, like the Arpanoid is a really interesting like yep. um, se- sequencer sort of pedal. I think, that's the, cool. I think that's one of the better ones for weird stuff, isn't it? Because yeah. you can't really control the Rainbow Machine. It just kind of no, does No, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? it? Everything just keeps oscillating. They're really cool, and I think they're really worth having on your pedal board if you want something for noise. But like that's what it is. It has to be dedicated to that. I don't think it can be used musically, which is really cool. But it's for people with big pedal boards only. I think you can afford to de- uh, to have a space just set aside for something that's gonna something weird. Yeah, I, yeah. T- I tell you what. I did um, spend a bit of time with this week um, is the SY three hundred. Okay, the Boss guitar. Oh, the new Boss oh, awesome. guitar. I haven't even plugged it in yet. Yeah, it's really good. It's very it's, cool. It's really really good. Um, it was if you're a bit of a um, 
if you're not very clever like me, okay, um, then have a computer next to you um, with it plugged in because um, you can edit easier on yeah the yeah yeah and and like everything's mapped out a lot better when it's on the computer okay. um so you can see like the signal path and you can see you can see where the oscillators are and how easy it is to change the oscillators and also it's not just that it's you you get the option to see kind of the wave forms um right. that the oscillators excuse me that the oscillators um uh direct themselves in and stuff like that okay and uh and it just see I realise this might sound a bit of a strange thing, but I don't really know what an oscillator is. I don't really know. I understand that what it does is it takes part of the waveform of the, the, the like the sound. And before we get into this, should we just get Matt to tell us? Yeah, Matty, what's an oscillator? What's an oscillator? I I don't really know how to describe it, to be honest. How? See, okay, yeah, let I me think... go on with what the description that I think I, I... It takes a part of the waveform and it manipulates it in a certain way, but it's only on certain frequencies. Is that correct? Do you know what? I'm going to Google it. Okay. An electronic oscillator is an electronic circuit that produces a periodic oscillating electronic signal, often a sine wave or a square wave. So the oscillator actually produces the tone. Yes. And what it does is you can then add... So there are three oscillators in the SY300, and you can add specific effects to the oscillators, and you can change the waveforms of them and so you can um what the demonstration i had with it was it said it was sounding really weird and it was because all three um oscillators were on at once and they're all doing three very dramatically different things right whereas when i got a chance to get a bit more involved in it i just had um i started with with just one oscillator and then um and then put a second one on there and then put the third one on and that way I was able to sort of distinguish where the sound was coming from what the okay. oscillators were doing and I tell you what it's it's incredible it's a really really incredible piece of machinery um, and, and there's no pickup involved is there it's doing it all from no it's just all the through the jack pickups. input it's all through the jack input which yep. is which is simply bananas it, like how they've managed to do it I have, I have no idea but it's, it sounded incredible it it's, sounded absolutely incredible and they if you want to just like I think there's a lot of potential for um, people who are in like bands like like Joe's band who can sort weird, of weird bands, you mean. weird bands, yeah. <laughs> who can, yeah, yeah, absolutely, weird bands who can sort of afford themselves the um, artistic licensing to sort of go and do stuff really, really weird. You know, you can do that, but if you just want to sit at home and play around with with some cool sounds, you can do that as well. There's there's a button on there called. Um, I can't remember what the button's called, but it, it's called. It's called. I can't remember what it's called, but it doesn't matter. What does it do? You push it, and it, um, and you start playing, and it will randomly select all of the parameters and put them in a in a sequence that works. And you can go, you, and it will play it for like three or four seconds whilst you're playing. And then when you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I like that, you just tell it to stop, and you can play around with that, and then edit the bits and pieces so randomly do you remember how like do you know how like on the um, on the old on the Boss MEs they had that easy tone yeah where like you'd select a couple of parameters and then push easy tone and it would pre it would pre-select the rest of the parameters for you yeah it's kind of like that um, except this button will just cycle through loads of sounds that's a great idea because there's so much on those pedals and if you miss a sound if you like like oh yeah I really like that sound but you miss it you can go back to it but you can actually go back a hundred presets. Wow. 
Okay. So it just has this huge memory. It's it's brilliant. It's it's a really really incredible incredible unit. That's obviously something that's come out in testing, I would imagine, because that's not the sort of thing you think like with a product like that, you think okay, people want to use very strict presets or they want to deep dive and do all the editing from scratch. What I'd imagine is they've taken that to your average guitarist who's gone, I don't know what to do with this. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. The presets are cool, but I want something different. And then they've gone, okay, well, how about we just randomise it a few times and the ones that you like. Yeah. And also I think, it's, I think it's good for, um, you know, because there, there's people like us, I guess, probably people like us three here, you, you, the three of us who are sitting next to each other, who are more into playing playing live and getting like a to, certainly you and me Mark getting like a I guess a functional tone out of out of these units yeah. whereas Joe will be into getting something weird that you the band can maybe play over the top and then there's people like Matt who just want to make really weird sounds and mess around and you know the I, I think the the SY300 can offer that to sort of everyone like particularly with like the random settings because we'll yeah. there'll be sounds in there for all of us yeah but we're not necessarily like struggling to find them, and they'll no. all, they'll all be different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So cool! I didn't know they did that. That's a really yeah, and, it, really and it's function. it's it's like there's only a handful of actual buttons on the unit. Pretty much everything else is like um, you know they're like hotkeys or whatever. Yeah. So, but that one's a, a a physical button that's on there and ready to use as and when. So yeah, it was it was really really good. I I was a bit sort of before I sat down with it, I was a bit intimidated, um, but actually banging. Cool. Joe Branton, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, actually, this week... Had a week, nice family meal. I did, yeah. I, um, Whose I, family was it? It was, it was Emma's family. Oh, right. And what did you do with them? Well, I, we had to have a meal. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's... <laughs> Neither do I. It's just when you sent the text, I'm, I'm at a family meal. Ah. It's really funny. <laughs> we had a meal and then I sat around with them. It was, it was, no, it wasn't interesting at all, I'm not going to lie. Good. Ugh, none of them are musicians. <laughs> Most of them are Irish. It's terrible. Anyway, um, the uh, yeah, this week I You're the worst um, <laughs> worst person. I know. Uh, so this week I bought some stuff and maybe also made some mistakes. Yeah, let's hear about these. Oh. Uh, so firstly, good news. Um, I did buy an orange OB1 500. Did you? I did, yeah. Uh, it turned up um, just before I had a few gigs over the weekend, so it turned up conveniently just in time. And I also bought um, a custom from Swan Flight. I bought a purple uh, rack to you. Purple? Case for it. Yeah, purple. That's all right. Yeah, it was great. Orange purple and, purple. Yeah, and orange. orange and purple. Yeah. <laughs> it looked wicked. Yeah, it looked really cool. Um, so I got that, and yeah, it was great. I have to, I have to say on... My first practice with it, which was the night before, I was a little worried. I couldn't really get the tone I wanted from it. And I've discovered that I do not like the drive on it. So I don't okay. use that at all. I shut that off completely and when just you, use the... When you're worried about the tone, is it because it's because it's transistor, it's kind of inherently cleaner than yeah. what you're used to? Yeah, and I find the drive a little bit too buzzy a little bit too trebly and high-end and i can't seem to shut that out of it and so of course that meant that i wasn't using the drive so whereas i'm used to having gain and and output and being able to balance those i now because i don't like that sound that this one has i don't even have that as an option i only have a master volume yeah so i can't i can't so you've got to rely on pedals a bit more 
Yeah, so I put back in an old Japanese uh, GB7 um, that I'd taken off temporarily um, just to warm it up at the front end, and now it sounds great. Just and I'm, an EQ? Yeah. Like cranked all the way up? Uh, no, I have. Um, I just have the, the low end just boosted a little bit on okay. it. And to be honest, those old Japanese pedals just have... Uh, a little bit of a even flat which is virtually what i have on this with without using the decibel boost it, it even with the decibel boost in the middle is actually a little bit louder and it just right. gives it some character that it was lacking before it's kind of one of those um what's that preamp thing that you have that everyone says just gives everything Echoplex. A, Echoplex. Just, yeah it's kind of got that sort okay. of thing to it it just gives it something extra just by running through the pedal and and yeah that sorted it out so i was really happy with it um in comparison to the terabase i was using before which is obviously very very muddy and the thing with terabase is it's great sometimes but other times it's not and there's nothing you can do about it are you finally coming around to the idea of using some treble no no I, well i mean i have some <laughs> I've, I've gone back to round wounds now i've uh, abandoned flats so i'm I'm back on the round one. So I like everything EQ to be flat, but of course, depending on what room you're in, you might need to boost some treble. Yeah. And uh, you obviously couldn't on the Terra bass just because those passive EQ controls are so unresponsive. Yeah. So the OB1500, absolutely wicked. I mean, obviously super reliable. Loud enough? Really loud enough. Yeah. Um, quieter than the Terra bass, surprisingly, because I'm not using the drive. Okay. Um, I'm probably on uh, 11 o'clock. Uh, on the clean volume okay that's not too um, bad no that's not too bad bear in mind I'm competing with a 412 and a 212 yeah. going through two 30 watt heads okay and you're running it through two 15s yeah two 15s did you also buy that recently what the second 15 yeah. no I didn't I've nabbed one off of a mate okay right. <laughs> uh, so uh, just a, a fella who uh, doesn't actually play uh, that often so I just look after his second 15 so I have one 15 on my own but anyway that was the good purchase good can, I, can I borrow that what the OB OB1500 yeah, yeah you can actually can that show when, when is that show next Friday Sweet, I don't have a show to the 18th, so yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, of Thanks. course. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, we no, probably could have spoken about this after the podcast. We, we, maybe, but yeah. Should still we carry on talking about this after the podcast? Yeah, Match yeah, making. Sure. Okay. Live. Um, <laughs> but the other purchase I made this week was, I because I was going to buy a custom shop. You know, we spoke about the fact that I'm selling everything, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So I was going to buy a custom shop. Okay. And then... Oh no, you didn't buy something rubbish. Oh. <laughs> did you buy that, did you buy that like, custom base you were talking about? Did you buy a limelight? I... Okay, so here we go. Let me introduce <laughs> it to you. This is great. Fan fretted. What? Nine string. No, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> uh, no I um, I went to Music Man and I got a, a Music Five Man. Five string bongo. <laughs> that would have been amazing. No, I got a classic Sabre um, and I didn't get on with it at all okay a uh, great bass probably one of the most playable basses I've, I've ever had like felt great uh, amazing bird's eye maple neck uh, two-tone sunburst finish black scratch wonderful pickup options all the videos I've watched on them like you know the two humbuckers that you can split the coils five-way selector I was like brilliant because my problem with my P bass is you know I can basically have the tone on or the tone off and that's what's the problem the, well exactly that is what I discovered is that I was f- fiddling through all these settings and i was like oh, none of them actually sound as good as just a p bass on and <laughs> why do I, you never listen i know and basically you know that sort of horrible buzzy click that stingrays have yeah that obviously is the opposite of the sort of sound yeah. i want 
you can't get rid of that. Right. There's no way of dialing that click out. No. It just makes you sound like you're in corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I, I or couldn't. Or fieldy streams. Yeah. You could be in them. Yeah. I just, I couldn't make it sound good. So, I mean, and they're £2,000. Did you, you didn't actually buy one. Did you buy one? Yeah. I had to get hold of Strings and Things. Okay. Um, who distribute Music Man and uh, explain to them that I'd made a mistake today and they were kind enough. You didn't custom order or anything though? Fortunately, right? because okay. I did put in for a custom order, they had one in stock in exactly the finish I wanted. Okay. So they just gave me that what one. What finish is it? Oh, it's just two-tone sunburst, oh, maple two-tone, neck, yeah. black scratch. Um, so yeah, so fortunately today they've agreed to take it back. So okay. yeah, so I got away with that one. So what are you going to do now? Um, something else, something else. I really, I also Just had get another, a Fender custom no, shop. No, see, here's the thing. I had another revelation. I realised that it's you guys who have who have made me think that I should get a custom shop. Yeah. Right. And I thought about this. That's what, like, That's, everyone who listens to this yeah. podcast says. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Exactly. It's all you people that I'm around all the time. <laughs> but the thing is, when I was, last night, I was playing a gig in or maybe it wasn't it was the night before wasn't it yeah the night before i was playing a gig in bristol yeah and there's this big rhythmic bit at the end of the set in this particular song we were encoring with and uh just these these stabbed notes and the way we achieve those stabbed notes is by slamming our guitar and bass into each other yeah and i realized that i probably shouldn't do this with a two and a half custom shop yeah i know but i mean I nearly snapped the necks off my bases a lot. And I figured maybe I should just be buying more reasonably priced instruments. So I'm going to get a Roadworn Jazz. Okay. I like those a lot. Yeah. I think that's, that's still a, nice... a better solution than getting like a Limelight or something. Yeah. I know. Basically, it'll be the same ish money as a Limelight. Yeah. So. And they're probably st- as good. But do you still regret selling everything? Or would you rather wish you'd kept all those Yamahas? Um, no, I've still got one of the Yamahas, and now that I don't um, need to front extra money, I will keep hold of it. Um, no. So, yeah. So, this so, isn't no. what we should say on this podcast, but why don't you take some of that money, go on a nice holiday? No, I don't care <laughs> about that. I don't have any holiday anyway. All my holiday is taken up on tours. Yeah, that's true. Oh, oh the other cool thing, just on a note, I was, um, I was in Leeds playing a show, and the opening fella, who was a band called Elizabeth... Uh, but it was on his own, was playing a, a double-necked um, Ibanez SG thing, which looked okay. amazing. Um, and he had like a table of effects and stuff, including, and I've never seen one of these used live before, one of those old, the Roland guitar synth things. Yeah. Do you remember they, they were on a stand? Yeah. Yeah, and with loads of controls yeah. that you access with your finger. He had one of those. Oh, the, the VG99. That's it, the VG99. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember what it was. That was it, the Virtual Guitar 99. That is what this guy had. He had one of those. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's kind of the precursor to this SY300, isn't it, in terms of... What's it's this like? It was really weird because it was like really early guitar modeling. You know, I say early. I mean, it was kind of like way ahead of like all the pod stuff. Yeah. But yeah. it was like 900 quid. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, this guy said he picked it up secondhand for 200 quid. Yeah, yeah I mean, surprise I think me. no one actually bought one. <laughs> no, exactly. He didn't have the stand with it either. He just sort of put it on a table that he had in front of him. Wow. Um, uh, uh, what was the clean rating on this? We have to. We're not allowed to say rude words. No, don't drop any. Okay. Forms. Uh, I was just going to say because the, the fellow who was in Elizabeth is in a really good band called That in Tank. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know that band. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who were great. Um, and and so yeah, so it was, it was really interesting stuff and really interesting to see. He said that that. Ing Tank have um, started doing silent gigs because their drummer works for a headphone company okay. that do headphone hires and stuff like that. So they bought a load and they he uses the uh, guitar synths as like that's his preamp and everything that he runs direct through into okay. everyone's headphones. When you say silent gigs, oh, the, the uh, band are silent. Yeah, that's right. So they don't give a set of headphones to the everyone in the audience. Yes, they give a set of headphones to everyone in the audience. What? Yeah, so everyone wears headphones and the drummer plays plays on a, a, a Roland true. He's, electric kit. He's no, 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 that, your chain. No, I'm not. He's pulling your plonker. No, no, no. That is what they do. That's what Jimmy, they do. Jimmy, how many Jimmy people go to their gigs? Like 10? Sorry? How many people go to their they, gigs? Like they, I don't know, man. They're quite... They're a relatively big band. They toured with Foles last year. They did quite a big, quite a long tour with Foles. Yeah, they're. Um, I didn't know that, but yeah, they're a, a, a great band. Playing, they're playing Arc Tangent Festival at the end of the month. But talking about Arc Tangent, are you not going to tell, like, talk about why you bought fifty inflatable bananas today? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I bought fifty one meter long inflatable bananas. Well, we we have a uh, course. We, we have a. We, there's a thing on my band's page where whenever someone falls asleep which is you know in the van or when you're recording we we try and put a banana in their mouth <laughs> uh and it's become such a thing that we ended up recording some slide guitar with a banana um and so now it's sort of taken off so we decided to get a load of bananas for our show 
at Art Tangent Festival. So we get 50 metre long inflatable bananas for the for the crowd to sort of pass around. Nice. I really wanted I to get I'll... a banana boat and ride it across <laughs> the crowd. Where did you get 50 oh. inflatable bananas from? Uh, yeah, I found them on Amazon. They were they were like <laughs> £2.50 each. So, you know, <laughs> came out of the band fund. Wow, I bet both of the people in the audience are going to really enjoy that. I know, they're going to have so many. I was going to say, <laughs> how can one person hold 50 bananas? <laughs> um, Shall we do some news? Let's do some news. There's Actually, this week, there's been some news. Some what? News. Um... First up, uh, <coughs> brand new product release. Oh, we talked about the head a minute ago. <laughs> so like luster. Uh, brand brand, new, brand product new product release. release. Well, I actually don't know much about this. I'm relying on Branton. So uh, yeah. Orange have released the OBC 210 mini base mini cab. Mini base cab, yeah, because of course they did do the OBC 210, uh, which I, um, on this podcast, I can say what I think. So I preferred the the original OBC 210. It made loads more sense because it was it it had a a, a little vent thing have you actually bottom. seen one of these yet though no 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 right so um, you don't know what it sounds like no I don't know what it sounds like but it's just like a tiny 210 like it doesn't match their 115 so okay. I just does it match it width wise it, it, it might do in width it definitely doesn't in depth so it's just it's it seems a bit daft like I, it's it's a bit useless I think that'll be fine if I bet it'll sound good Orange always surprise oh, they do always sound good don't get me wrong but I just don't think why are Orange making a mini like Orange make great like their 15s sound great their 410s are unmovable but sound great you what know, if you wanted to do like a little jazz gig or something and you had a bass terror head uh, sod off to mark bass or something <laughs> <laughs> Oranges for proper players. Um, good. So, do we know what the spec or anything is apart from it being two ten? Uh, yeah, it's actually exactly the same as okay. the OBC. So it uh, just 210. hasn't got the port, basically. So yeah, just doesn't have the port. Still, uh, still supports six hundred watts. Um, so it would be great. We'll, we'll partner up great with the with the OB one stuff. Of course, they have um, in the OB one series. They have renewed their isobaric as well. And done oh, an have I, they? Yeah, they've got. An, I didn't know that. A new yeah, a new two twelve isobaric. Um, cab um, that's uh, a slightly different shape because they did it. They did it before, but they made it very. Uh, um, it was slim and tall. I mean, it still was very small, but it was slim and tall, so it just stacked weird. And you could pretty much just fit a terror base head on it. But oh, of course, those, it's yeah. not going to work with the with the new Obi One range. So they've made them wide and a bit fatter, which, to be honest, is a, a more traditional way certainly i'd feel safer about stacking a couple of them up and putting a head on top if they were a bit wider rather than being tall so yeah they look really great and sound great the isobaric stuff by orange i really stand by i think it's a great sound it doesn't work for everyone because of course that just the by the very nature of having things isobaric you make your overall tone really mid heavy which works for orange but but not for everything else yeah i remember they didn't they don't react very quickly. They're not like a fast-sounding cab. No. They're like really, like you say, chunky-sounding. But yeah, for yeah. me, not enough top end. No, no, exactly. But And these will be exactly the same, but they're great, great-looking cabs. That's annoying, because I quite want to get a small base cab. And the isobarics Mark seem base. perfect, but... Mark the base. isobaric will be fine. I reckon you can... You've got enough going on in your front end to make that cab reactive enough. It's how, only, much, how much is it? How much are they? Um, I can only remember trade prices. Okay. They'll, they'll be like three nine nine or something like that. I'd imagine they're um, like three four hundred quid. I think they're probably going to be around um, the four to five hundred mark, judging right. by okay. trade, trade price. Yeah. Okay. 
So um, next up, Seymour Duncan have announced the Dave Murray loaded pick guard. Oh yeah, Dave think, Murray from okay. Iron Maiden. Very timely. Um, uh, why? Because Iron Maiden have a new album. Oh, do they? Yeah. I also noticed that uh, I was reading about Dave Murray and on the new album he's used Les Pauls and a really no victory can't stack. Of. Yeah. They've just like but Fender have just done a new. He uses that live. Oh, okay. He used the Strat live completely, but yeah, in the studio for this album that he's used links... two different Les Pauls and a victory stack. That links quite well because do you know who mastered the new Iron Maiden LP? Bob Rock. No, Aid from Orange. Really. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yep. Wow. He's a mastering engineer. You think you'd be using some orange in the studio then? Well, there we go. There we go. I um, hope. I hope that's allowed to be said. I'm assuming it is. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Matt, can you tell us what's on the uh, Dave Murray pit guard? Yeah, it's I, as far as I'm aware, it's the same that was on the uh, Mexican Dave Murray strats that are out at the moment. Um, so a JB Junior in the middle, and then a hot rails in the neck and in the bridge. Um, but as far as I'm aware, no coil tapping options for any of the positions. So it's just a standard five-way with three humbuckers, basically. So not particularly Super subtle. meaty. Yeah. No. it's. I mean, the, the, I think the output on the bridge pickups like 16K or se- nearly 17K. I mean, that's like ridiculous. That's up there with like some of the high output uh, bare knuckle pickups. Yeah. Um, I haven't so. listened to much modern Iron Maiden. Do they ever use clean? It's not really in their remit, no. Just all metal would, all the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It, do, it it does say on the like. I was just having a look at the sort of like release notes, and they're like, oh, and the JB in the middle for some of those cleaner tones, and it's like, does does Iron Maiden have any clean moments? Also, those JBs like don't really clean up. Like they clean up a bit, but not particularly. No, it's a it's a it's a pretty full on. Um, sort of selection of pickups but the good thing is it's just going to be good for kind of all sort of types of rock and anything where you want high output pickups you're not necessarily just going to sound like Iron Maiden by putting no. them in no of course um, I think they're a good idea those loaded pick guards so they do a few others don't they, they do a Dave Gilmore set is that right uh, no I think EMGs have a Dave yeah, Gilmore that's right. set yeah, 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 course, Dave yeah. Gilmore set um, um, which is bizarre yeah all active which is mega mega bizarre um, but actually I was going to say a quick um, a quick thing on pickups I uh, think I'm going to try some of those Fishman Fluence pickups okay what's the deal with those because I just listened to the Wampler podcast and they were talking about them a lot but they didn't really explain what they are so they work um, so they still have a magnet as far as I'm aware but instead of coil windings they use stacked circuit boards so you can, um, and they're active, um, but you can effectively alter the output of the pickups by changing basically the way the circuit boards react or, so, or something similar. Um, but they use rechargeable batteries rather than 9 volts, and all of them don't require a battery pack. So you can, they literally, the, the battery charger is the scratch plate, the back plate, and then you just plug a little USB in there and you get 300 hours worth of use. Oh, so you never take the battery out? Nope, nope. The battery is in the scratch plate, the back plate, um, and you just plug it in via USB because, you know, the, uh, what's the guy's name? Greg Cock, the um, massive uh, dude who plays country music massive uh, in America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I think he's about seven foot tall. Right. Um, he's got a signature set of Teddy pickups coming out, and I was like, oh, they sound really good. And you charge them via the um, input jack. 
Sorry, Brandon's gone. <laughs> Brandon's oh, yeah. still laughing. No, no, no. no, no I'm, I'm with it, mate. I Sorry, I, really I've not really been listening. I just spent the last couple of minutes just trying to confirm that uh, Adrian from Orange actually did master the last Iron Maiden. Is it true? <laughs> it is true, yes. Uh, excellent. Good. <laughs> it's Good. on Discogs and everything, right. so it's, it's fine. I can, uh, it's out yeah. there. You're not in trouble. I'm not in trouble. Good. Yeah. Matt Knight, continue. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna um, I think I'm gonna try set. So they sound really, really good. They don't sound clinical like some sort of other active pickups. Um, but effectively, because you can change the output just with a little switch, um, and whether you've got single coils or humbuckers, they're all completely noiseless. Okay. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll try them out and see see how it goes. Do the humbucking pickups call tap? Uh, yeah. Well, like, rather than coil tap, well, yeah, effectively. Um, you just, like I said, you change the amount or the way that the circuit boards work around the magnet to change the output of the pickups. Right. Um, similar to um, a coil tap rather than a coil split. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm quite interested to um, to hear them. Let's know how you get on. Sweet. Will. Um, sad news of the week, gentlemen. Uh, unfortunately, US yeah. Music Corporation, um, who are basically the custom shop that produce Washburn USA stuff uh, and Parker, Parker Fly Guitars, um, are closing down. Oh, right. Wow. How is this affecting Washburn? Uh, there will be no N4s, like right. the US-made stuff anymore. But Washburn are going to... Washburn will continue. Washburn are in a very good position at the moment. I imagine all their Far Eastern stuff um, is doing very, very well. Uh, all the parallaxes. There's um, no, there's no American parallax. Yeah, I was going to say, as far as I'm aware, it's just the custom shop N4 Nuno Bencore stuff. Right. I think okay. there's a couple of custom um, Ola Englands, but like they're made to order. Right. Okay. So probably, I mean, you just won't be able to get those anymore. Sucks. We think. Yeah, yeah, a bit weird. I mean, Parker Fly, like... I mean, no one's bought one of those since 1987 anyway, <laughs> well, so it's... <laughs> you say that, but when I started working in guitar shops, um, Parker was massive. Like, we had a whole wall of different... No we way. did, 100%. We had a, a whole wall of different Parker Fly, like Night Flies, Night Fly Mahogany. Wow. Um, MIDI Flies, which were the what? one with the, uh, like, hex pickup output. Who was distributing them? Uh, I don't I can't remember to begin with but it, they went to Korg eventually and I think they might still be with Korg in the really? UK but the so wow. it, it was a bit weird because they were obviously an American company producing these very for those who don't know Parker Fly Guitars are a kind of odd sort of arty shape like they're quite 80s Proper looking full 80s yeah yeah full 80s and they're a bit telecastery with a weird mm, thing no they did I s- think they look more like a offset maybe I don't yeah. know they're, they're very, they're very futuristic. weird yeah, but yeah. they traditionally they were a wooden centre block with a uh, carbon fibre outside yeah or and in fact some of them may even have been fully carbon fibre um, and that was their big thing that's what they did they built these you know amazing guitars like fully through neck um, and there's literally like no join part at all because it was carbon fibre moulded right, well. um, super active like like I said most of them had PSO pickups in and then some of them had MIDI stuff going on I think some of them might even have, have had like some sort of processing inside the guitar so it was actually a direct MIDI output rather than a GR output yeah you're absolutely right The, uh, the uh, there's a, a band called Mylets which is again just Mylets Mylets the yeah. estate agent isn't, I was going to say isn't, <laughs> yeah, isn't just, they sort out my last house 
He, he's just a, he's just one one American fella, very young, and he uses one of those the, okay. the MIDI control park flies for all yeah. his like weird glitchy stuff. Yeah, and like a really weird trem system. Like, didn't ever it wasn't like licensed from anyone. It was their own design, and you could change had a little spin wheel on it to change the tension of the trim and you could kind of do it on the fly so on the what on the parker fly oh, right. so um <laughs> you could uh, say say one song had like loads of dive bombs and stuff in it and you wanted the trim all loose um you could just loosen the trim using this thing do your dive bombs and then the next tune you're like okay i want to do some like telecastery country stuff and i don't want the bridge to move you could just tighten it right back up again. Right, well, wow. um, But yeah, so they started off doing that and then they started experimenting with some more traditional stuff. Like you started getting mo- just mahogany body guitars. Um, and then they did some Far Eastern production, like Korean, I believe. The P33 and the P55, maybe. Okay. Um, and they were four to 600 quids. Again, around the time when like companies like PRS started doing the same thing. I think they might have even come out the same year as the SEs. Um, and they still had loads of features. Still had like weird trim and some of them had PSO. And they started doing stuff that looked a bit more like a telly. Had two telly pickups, natural ash body and things like that. Um, and they were really popular for a while and then it just died off. They just disappeared, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, completely. And I think it may have been a distribution thing in this company, I think, in this country. I think maybe Korg were doing them and then just stopped doing them entirely, maybe. Um, but yeah, it sounds like done. Done. Wow. That's not the only sad news. Okay. Silla Black. I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was actually going to go with Vic Firth. Oh, right. But we can talk about Silla Black if you want. <laughs> I know who's had more influence on my life, not yeah. being a drummer. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so Vic Firth passed away. Vic Firth's dead. I, to be honest, in all fairness, I didn't realise Vic Firth was still alive. No. I didn't realise he was a person. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. it was like the um, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Just <laughs> the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Um, how old was he? He was quite old, wasn't he? 92 or something? I, I don't think he was quite that old. Was okay. he? It was, it was, I don't know. know. You brought up this news story without I just, I, I just, I, I just, yeah, Vic Firth's dead. I'm I was going to talk about Silla Black. It, uh, how old was she? <laughs> 72, really young. Yeah, surprising. Isn't her maiden name White? Priscilla White. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not her maiden name. It's her stage, stage name, name, Priscilla Black. Oh, right. Yeah. So, there we go. Everyone. Nice to see you to see you nice. That's not her. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Noel's house party. <laughs> Shut that door. <laughs> Matt, so do you want to so do, do one? I can't think of one. Okay, good. You've already had the best ones. Respectful, unlike you <laughs> chumps. Um, yeah, you know, pour one out for Vic Firth and pour a bigger one out for Scylla Black. And yeah, good. Um, should we do some questions? Yeah. Question. Chris. How long has this podcast been going on for? We're no, at, not that we're long. 40 it something not? minutes. It's just oh, a lot of it's been bollocks. <laughs> Um, questions loads of questions this week all sent in on the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum um, first up Chris says I want to know uh, if you can use the Boss ES8 to MIDI control the Line 6 M5 if so surely by using the ES8's ability to shift the sequence of your pedals around in the chain um, you could place the M5 in the best position for the relevant effect Matt Knight yes you can <laughs> that, yeah yeah, oh, okay. Theory, so the Scott way- says. 
So I mean, the essentially, what Chris is, is yes. Chris is asking basically, can you when you do a patch change via MIDI from the ESA on the M5, can you also in that patch change assign it a different place in the loop? Yeah, yeah. Well, effectively, it would always be, say, for example, in loop one. Um, and then per patch, you would say, right, okay, well, I want it to be program change number three, which is a chorus. But then you could move loop one to wherever you want in the signal chain. Okay. So, yeah, you could have a delay, a chorus, and a compressor programmed in. Every patch could be one of those effects, and then you could tell it whereabouts in the signal path you wanted it to be. So what we're saying is... So it's quite a handy tool, really, for that. What we're saying is you need to get an ES8 and then AM5s yeah in theory but yes but then you wouldn't no. need to move them I guess <laughs> that's ridiculous uh, no the only thing is is that with um, M5s the only thing you have to remember is there's no MIDI through so you can't chain M5s together via MIDI so if you've got other MIDI devices the M5 has to go last in okay. terms of like hooking them up via MIDI um, yeah because I've think- had a few people go I've got two M5s and I can't link them up together and it's like yeah you, you won't be able to do you think that is because um, Line 6 didn't want people just buying like three M5s rather than uh, one of their more expensive multi M9s. M9s. Maybe. I think maybe it's probably just they didn't really think about it. I guess the M5 uh, is not a product that you think is going to like set the world on fire in the way it has. No. Well, because the thing is, a lot of people have been using the Eventide H9s. So um, I work with a guy who's buying an Eventide H9 Max. And then an Eventide H9 core, because by the Max you get all of the algorithms. Um, and they've just released a load of distortion algorithms for it as well. So he's buying one for uh, like drives, and then one for modulations and delays, and then it's got an ES8 and they're using it to do a similar thing. Okay. So per patch you can change both uh, H9s and then whereabouts you want them in the signal chain. Are the. Um, have you heard any of the drives on the H9? I've, I've watched a couple of videos and they actually sound really good and there's like so much you can edit with them. See, because oh. I always just, I, 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 I don't know if this is me just being a bit naive, but I always just think that companies who are, um, I guess, more known for their modulation effects are going to be a bit pony when it comes to like drive effects. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you've, Strymon have never done a drive pedal. Well, they did before Strymon existed. Well, yeah, but like, you know... They called it the Womanizer, Jay. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, it was called the Womanizer. That is awful. That's awful. They had the, what, Womanizer, Liquid Blues, Liquid Metal, a delay pedal called the Timeline, um, and... Wasn't there one called a Demonizer or something as well? Demonizer? I'm sure there was something to do with Demon. Well, I mean, you know, I just... I just think I, I do get what you mean though it's, it's when they're not known for that how, yeah. you know but then but then what about I, I suppose, suppose TC I suppose you know is, TC yeah, before that, they released the compacts TC were only doing like big studio stuff well, they had a couple, and the they Novas had those old, they had those old pedals didn't they that were like the big uh, like black boxes yeah the, Nova, like the Nova the, I suppose one of there was the Nova no, Drive that, wasn't there Oh, before the Novas. No, before that. Right. Yeah, they had some um, before that. But the Nova Drive was actually analogue, but it had digital control. So you really? Could I didn't patches. know that. I didn't realise it was analogue. Yeah. That's why it sounded really good in the Nova system. Yeah. Um, and that's why it wasn't in the G system, because the G 
system was all digital. Fully digital, was it? Um, but yeah, I've watched some videos and it, it sounds all right. I'd like to actually, the annoying thing is you can't really buy one off the shelf and plug it in and try it because all the ones that are out at the moment, you have to actually plug it in, register it and then download yeah. the algorithm. So it's going to be difficult to kind of actually get hands on with one, but I reckon they'll sound all right. Will says, can anyone offer some advice when it comes to power supplies? I need something that will fit under a pedal train nano, power the new Boss DD500, which is 200 milliamp, and a Strymon Flint, which is 250 milliamp, plus a chorus pedal and Boss TU3, uh, and can be completely isolated. There seems to not be much that fits that criteria and isn't complete overkill. J-Cross, any thoughts? Yeah, I think, now I'm not exactly sure how big the pedal train nano is underneath, but I'm pretty sure that um, if you hold fire, the MXR ISO brick will do that. Um, the ISO brick, it's going to be about 100 quid, so a bit more, uh, a little over 100 quid, so a bit more, I guess, reasonable than spending, you know, 200 odd quid on a... Um, uh, on one of the Voodoo Labs pedal power yeah, tools. Yeah, the Voodoo Labs, yeah, the 4x4 mm. or something would do it, but wouldn't be but able you're to fit spending, under. you're spending 200 quid as well, that's the other thing, mm. on one of those, aren't you? Yeah. But, you know, you can... you could with power the power cost? Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, the if you're looking at something that isn't completely overkill, I think the Isobrick probably hits that, you know... Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't... I've, um, is the Nano even two-tier? Because if it's not two tier, it's flat. Do they even do the oh, nano? Oh, is it flat? Anymore? Yeah. Oh, in that case, it's probably no, it's not it flat. They're no? all got. They've all got feet. Oh, okay. They've all got feet. But actually, there's a really handy tip um, that someone told me about with those is if you because you want to get a power supply, most of them don't have enough clearance. But if you go to like a hardware store, you can buy replacement rubber feet. Uh, and they usually just like go on top of the, the rubber feet that are already on already on there. And then it brings it up by about an inch, and then you can fit most power bricks underneath. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So you're like. Yeah, because I saw a guy who had a nano, and he basically had two drive pedals, uh, like a Polytune Mini um, and an El Capistan, and then was powering it all off a uh, Voodoo Labs ISO 5. Um, and But obviously, normally it wouldn't fit underneath, so he just got these little rubber feet risers, and then it was under there fine. And because it, it only brings it up by an inch, and it's a small pedal board, doesn't really make that much difference. Right. So what about a, a little bit of DIY? Is the fuel tank junior? Can that? I'm just having a quick look on there. Not isolated, I don't think. Oh no, they're not isolated, are they? That's the problem. Oh no, they are isolated. Okay. No, the the junior. I think the junior is. The junior I think the is. issue you always come come up with is those is that the sometimes the bricks can be so wide they don't fit in that little gap in the right. nano. Okay. Maybe maybe the ISO brick won't fit underneath it then. In that case, I'm not sure if the if the isobrick because the isobrick is considered the isobrick is like two is is like double depth, but it's quite like the footprint is quite small. But oh crikey, the um uh, the footprint is quite small, but the um the actual the the size of it is relatively chunky, isn't it? So maybe that won't work. Um. I don't know. I think you might fit under there, but like I said, I I think you're always better putting those extra feet underneath. That yeah. makes it. It will make it will make a difference, and they cost like two quid or something. Yeah. One last question. Uh, Mark says, "Vintage pedals or clones? I'm eyeing up a few old Russian big muffs uh, with a black enclosure one on eBay, and after watching a lot of YouTube videos, I'm loving the sound." One forum post I read suggested grabbing a good clone is mu- is a much better option. Matt. Um, 
Is anything going to sound as good as one of those old black enclosure Russian big muffs? Um, I mean, I wish I'd never sold mine because I used to have one. It did sound really good. I think the problem is, is with all of those and the big problem with old electronic stuff we've said before is the foot switch. Yeah, and the power um, supply issue just, as well. They're just not very sturdy and that's why I don't really have my old big muff on a pedal board anymore because I got worried that I was going to break the foot switch. Um but some of the, I think the thing is what you've got to remember about like clone pedals is that they don't, they can come close, but they don't necessarily have exactly the same, you know, diodes or transistors, etc., etc. In it, so they are always going to sound slightly different. If it's an exact circuit replica, it in theory should sound exactly the same. Um, it's but, difficult to know. get the parts though, isn't it? And particularly for something yeah. like that, where parts might not have been completely consistent and they might sound different between pedals. Yeah. Very difficult to replicate um, Yeah, I think there's one brand out there called Ren and Cuff who specifically make old electroharmonics big muff style pedals. They do a Russian big muff style pedal. What happened to Stimpy? <laughs> not Ren and Cuff. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, um, thanks very much for sending in your questions this week. Uh, if you've got questions, fire them over to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash guitar nerds forum we're going to be answering some more questions over on our patreon exclusive episode this week we've got a question from matt uh who is talking about buying guitars off the shop floor uh and a question from nicholas who is wants us to talk about actual music rather than gear so we're gonna we're gonna do that um if you want if you want to get that content head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds uh whereas whereas where from as little as $5 a month uh, you get an extra half an hour a week of this absolute nonsense um, thank you very much kindly to our Patreon backers who have signed up Will oh, do you want to do it? Oh, yeah that's what I'm here for oh, that's, all, that's, that's the only reason you're here it's the only way we keep you around <laughs> okay you give me backing music <laughs> Will Claire <laughs> I can't remember how that, that ends. I feel like there's a... Uh, yeah, there's a thing. I can't remember. An outro. Thanks very much for <laughs> uh, for listening this week. Uh, if you want to uh, join us over on the Facebook group, that again is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for more of this guff. Every, um, um, every time I read out Colin Anderson's name, I can just think of Clive Anderson, the guy who used to host um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Good. I bet he really appreciates you bringing that up in this because I bet he gets that every day and you uh, just you, you, really you're like you're Clive that you're, you're, you're out of order we're on Twitter at Guitar Nerds or you can go over to the YouTube channel uh, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos that will get you there um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark underscore Random you can follow Matt at Ma- Matt underscore Nightsy you can follow Jay at J-A-Y-B-M-1 and follow Joe at Get in the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.